You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Realistic Fantasy Booking Podcast in the universe. I am your host, as always, Ryan Knightsey, the, the the head writer of Monday Night Raw, I should say. And with me, as always, is the head writer over on the Blue Brand, over on SmackDown, the man of a thousand nicknames, Mikey Manfredi. Mikey, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing great. I'm so excited. Backlash is coming up. Our cards are shaping up. We're starting to get those storylines into everyone's heads. We're starting to finally get those matches come together. And I love it when it all comes together. Yes, the our, our juices have been flowing. <laughs> gross. Uh, gr- <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited. I Well, I'm not fully excited. I, I am coming in upset this week. Um, but, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to go, I guess. I'm, you know, like you said, Backlash is two, a couple weeks away, two weeks away or so, something like that. Two weeks right now, yeah. We got this this episode and next episode to go. On. Okay, so I'm I'm de- definitely excited, um, and you know I'm I'm excited. Uh, I can't say, any, say anything else besides I'm excited. I don't know how how has been your week? Anything anything exciting happening in your week? Um, not really. We didn't we didn't get another tooth ripped out of my head. Uh, uh, Taco Bell was out of ta- uh, was out of pineapple whip freeze last time I went. You might have just answered my question. My question was going to be, have you gone back to Taco Bell since getting your tooth ripped out? I have. Uh, Tuesday night, I went to Taco Bell. Um, and they didn't have any Pineapple Whip Freeze or Baja Blast. I had to get, I had to get Baja Blast Zero, and let me tell you, it was dis- it's disappointing. Wow. Wait, is that just like less cal- like zero calories or whatever? Zero sh- it's, 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 it's zero sugar. Gross. I think it is. If you're if you're gonna get a slushy, you gotta get filled with sugar. In yeah. my opinion, in my humble opinion as a doctor, are you trying to like lessen the amount of like fast foody places you go to just to ensure that it might not happen again, or like what? I am trying to lessen the amount of fast food places I go to so I don't die. Fair. <laughs> ah, the grim the grim reality of death is ever present in this show. I got like a calorie tracker on my phone now. Uh, me and my friend are trying to keep each other in check and trying to eat a little better and do a little exercise and hopefully, uh, you know, stay a little bit more healthy. Uh, but Tuesday was rough at work uh, and I needed some comfort Taco Bell. So That's fair. Uh, so- and I had the calories to spare because I skipped breakfast, which is never a good idea. Don't do that, even though I did it for the past three days now. But don't skip breakfast. Eat breakfast when you can. Mikey, the, the the best example to do as I say, not as I do. Uh, perfect, perfect. We, um, so so when you so when you're saying is is that when the eventual the wrestling uh, cooking show starts, hosted by you and Renee Young, uh, you're going to be doing an all healthy sort of menu. Yeah, uh, that would that would be good. I mean, I need to figure out how to. That's the thing, though. I I'm very good at cooking foods that are heart stopping. I'm not very good at cooking foods that are healthy for me. <laughs> I like to use a lot of I like to use a lot of butter, a lot of salt. Uh I I, I like I like I like greasy greasy foods. Like that's that's my that's my comfort. So that's what I'm good at cooking, you know. Have you ever attempted barbecue? 
Um, not fully. However, um, I do plan on getting into smoking meats in a little bit. Uh, because Ooh. for my birthday, I asked for what, which is next week. Uh, I asked for one thing from my family, and that was a s- silence. Is Mostly, from silence? Uh, no, don't talk to me all day. Don't even I bother. Asked, me. I asked for one thing, and it was from my dad. And I asked if he could help me um fix up, fix up, and clean up the smoker we have in the backyard, so I can use it to smoke some ribs for my birthday. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. And then you put a candle on top of it, and then it just melts into the. Who needs a birthday cake when you have birthday ribs? <laughs> <laughs> I I can't wait for that inevitable. I I better Mikey for the for the love of Christ, please. I want to see a picture of you eating ribs on your birthday with a candle in the ribs. <laughs> like I, there's no image I want more in my life right now than that. Than just like a rib with a candle in it, just like all over my face. Yeah, the world the world is incredibly sad right now, but nothing will make me more happy than to see that image of you eating ribs and there's a birthday candle, you have to blow it out. Oh. I saw an Instagram post of uh someone like getting seven million subscribers on YouTube, like one of one of the people I follow, and they made a good comparison about how I feel about birthday this year. It feels like setting off a party popper at a funeral. <laughs> but like in your own house. <laughs> but the funeral is having funeral ha- the funeral is happening outside and you're stuck inside and you can't go to the funeral. So like there's you know it's yeah. a sad it just feels it just feels hard to celebrate. There's like a sad party. There's a sad party happening outside that you're not allowed to go to, so you're gonna celebrate your own thing indoors. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, I, should we talk about it? I mean, should we talk about that, Mikey? I guess we'll uh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later. I already have a thing planned. Not planned, but we'll talk about it. Um, but let's first, before we get into the cards, uh, we should say, uh, Mikey, uh, the, the audience have voted yet again. Obviously, that's the part of the show is that the audience votes on which card they like more. And they voted yet again on our Twitter. Hit the books. Episode 7, last week's episode. The results came in. Drumroll, please. <laughs> Mikey Smackdown wins with 75% of the vote. All right. Got another one. Ryan, this is the comeback I needed. This is huge, Mikey. This now, if I'm not mistaken, one, two, three, four. If I'm not mistaken, Mikey. Oh, no, three. My mistake. Three. Uh, that brings the the record so far uh, four to three raw. You have made that comeback. You were, that comeback is brewing strong heading into the pay-per-view. And I'm upset about it. <laughs> I've been trying finally, man. It's SmackDown's time to shine. I've been trying finally. Uh, we're coming back. We got, we got the episode one win, and then we, we, were, we all went on a little bit of a slump, and now it's time for the comeback. This is, this is, if this was an anime, this would be SmackDown's time to I love it. Uh, I, well, I hope that I, I can quell those fires. Uh, so I can so Raw can reign supreme over SmackDown, at, you know as is natural as is the A show. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. it, maybe maybe it didn't help my cause last week when I kept burying my own show, but <laughs> you know I feel confident. I feel confident with this show. Hopefully, uh, you know I can get some more votes next week. Um, I guess we'll find out. Yes, uh, so that doesn't mean I'm the loser. Big old big old L shaped on my forehead. With the shape of an L on his forehead. That song's crazy. Well, the raw, the raw stop coming and I don't stop coming. Um, was it that song? So okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, what the most influential song of our generation? I'll start by Smash Mouth. So okay, <laughs> can I tell you a story? <laughs> sure. I don't. I didn't think. I didn't think. All-Star was going to spark something, but here we are. This is an embarrassing story, and my girlfriend... <laughs> it's about me and my me and Jesse, who I can now no longer say my girlfriend since she was on the show. Jesse. Uh, so, one of the... <laughs> this is embarrassing. So, one of the first... I, I think, actually, the first time... Not, like, the first time we kissed, but, like, you know, the first couple times we're kissing. Does that make sense? Yep. Uh... We're like the radio is playing. Oh, I think I was like leaving or whatever, and or she was leaving, getting in the car, whatever. Uh, either way, uh, tangents aside, 
uh, we were, we kissed or whatever, and the song I was playing on the radio was All Star Smash Mouth. Romantic song in the universe. And I remember, <laughs> and I remember I turned to her, and I remember I turned to her, and I was like, "Look, it's what we're doing, Smashing Mouth." <laughs> <laughs> And you know, three years later, she's still with me. <laughs> oh, Mikey's left the microphone stand. Uh, he's pieced out. He's opening his door and leaving. Yeah, sorry to leave you with just me, folks. After the terribleness of that story, I'm, I'm waiting for Mikey to return and just utterly bury me over this story. Oh man, yeah. So that's that's the story, Mikey. That's that's uh, early on in Jesse and I's relationship. Oh, I uh, hit the books just became a solo show because I just quit. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're leaving the audience with just me after that story? That's How dare that, how dare you do that to the audience? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that... <laughs> so that's just a little something-something about me, I guess. Incredible. <laughs> I hope this doesn't affect my polls. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever going to want to vote for you now. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I guess, you know, let's head into... <laughs> it's a good thing Jesse doesn't hear this show, because she's going to hate that I told that story. <laughs> oh, man. When we eventually get married, we've already talked about it. Uh, when we eventually get married, we've already decided that that song is going to play at our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it might just, it's probably going to be like one of the songs that like happen on the dance floor, but it, we've already decided. No, it's going to be your wedding song. <laughs> it's good. we're gonna be walking down the aisle to Smash Mouth's All Star. Oh my god! No, they have to play it on the organ mm-hmm. instead of like da 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 da. It's like da 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 da. Oh man! Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I decided to reveal that. <laughs> anyway, uh, but anyways, anyways, anyways let's move on. That's the cold open there, baby. Uh, yeah, so since I was the loser, uh, it's my turn to go uh, first, just like last week. I'll let you think, sit on that one. Of course there's a video, all-star, but on a hundred-year-old organ. Of course there is. Of course. Of course. Uh, well, it's gonna be, this is going to be a rough transition, Mikey, but uh, my opening segment is going to be <laughs> this is a very rough transition to stay with me here. Speaking of all stars, Raw is full yes, of them. This is this is gonna be an insanely rough transition, so please stay with me. It's gonna be brutal transition, so just stay with me here. I'm gonna get I'm gonna put all my right. serious we're gonna jokes are out of the room, serious tone. Get out of here, jokes. Uh rough transition, folks. So the show opener this week, I'm ha- doing a Black Lives Matter opening where superstars are standing at the stage and I'm gonna have uh the new day give some sort of speech on, you know, both equality and justice, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I figured I was I was in my head when I was coming up with uh, what to do with my show opener. I felt that this was an important thing to do, um, uh, especially obviously what's happening in the world today. And I was sort of thinking like, so I want to make the show as realistic as possible. And I was struggling because sadly I was like, you know, I can't see WWE doing this. So is this something I should do? And then I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. This is this is I'm booking this show. I'm doing it. I will say, I didn't do one of those. That's fine. That's fine. I support. I support the messenger. That's fine. I think you're, it's, we're doing it as a WWE effort, not just like oh, only Raw is saying it. Um, mm-hmm. But I just I felt like you know, you know, talking about the Black Lives Matter uh, movement that's been happening for years, but has become to a uh, boiling point. I would argue. <laughs> uh now uh mm. in the past you know past week or so i don't, i mean this is coming out friday so i have no idea if it, the right not writing but protesting is still happening um but yeah so i just wanted to open up the show with that i mean you know it's it's incredibly important what's happening in the world today i mean i would hope it's still happening on yeah. friday because it needs to keep happening until things yeah really it's change. it's tough to change a system but Oh man, it's it. What some a customer told me at work today that I was like, it's hard. Uh, That's me. I was doing. I was like, yeah, you know, fairly fine. <laughs> like just worldly stress. Uh, yeah, it, it, when you work at a, I work at a grocery store, and people always ask me how I'm doing, and I'm just like, I just go. I, I, I instead of answering, I've just started going. <sighs> 
And they go, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I told a customer, I was like, it's fairly fine. They told me that it's it's hard to live when the house is on fire. And I was like, yeah. And then afterwards, I thought of that fact that I was like, well, the house has been on fire for a while. <laughs> you know, it's it's yeah. it's tough. I, I don't know. It's I don't want to get too political, I guess, on this show, especially this quickly. Remember when I said rough transition? <laughs> um, but I, I, I just... I don't, I don't want to get too political, but it's insanely important. Uh, you know, there are um, so many ways to help. I'm sure if you, you know, looked on the internet, anyone to find ways to help, um, you know, the, the movement, help people who are getting in jail, just, you know, cover for bail bonds and whatnot. Uh, bail bonds? Is that the right term? No. Post bail and whatnot for people mm-hmm. all over the country. Um, but there's so many ways you can do that. Uh, so I highly recommend going to do that. Uh, this uh, my household here has donated money towards it. Um, we you know we highly recommend you doing it. Both Mikey and I say that uh, yes. from the bottom of our hearts. Um, thing things need to change. They need to change for the better. Uh, it's been you know this is coming from two cis white guys. Um, so you know we only we know we have we know we have privilege and we need to weaponize. Yeah, it. we. In- in the in the good fight, in, in a, weaponized in a peaceful way. Yeah, <laughs> real quickly, the little, little, little flower on that. Yeah, in a peaceful way. Yeah, make just be there for all of your friends who are people of color. It's important. Yeah, I, want, I don't know if I'm saying the right word, but uh, we, as two cis white males, we sympathize, empathize, sympath. I think empathize, empathize. empathize because we don't know how they feel. Yes, I don't remember exactly. Where did it, we? We, <laughs> I'm trying to say that like we feel as much as we can understand about the whole, the what you know how you know the lives of black people. Obviously, we're white two white guys, so we know we we know we can understand. We we know we can never understand, but and we want to help sympathize, empathize, whatever the word is, as much as as much as we can understand. And we hope that other people inform themselves about what is actually happening. You know, it's you know we're out here protesting. We're not the. <laughs> Black Lives Matter and everyone else that are peacefully protesting are not the ones causing riots. Uh, I don't know. You know, there are so many incorrect people that are causing the riots and stuff, whether it be rubber bullets from a police officer, whether it be people just white tear gas, tear also gassing, from officers, whether it's 15 year olds just looting or, or Logan and Jake Paul or whatever. Uh, whatever, whatever it is, uh, you know, we just you know sympathize, empathize, and I wanted to make it a point that we say it here on the show, but not just on the show, but in the actual show yeah. for Monday Night Raw. So yeah, that was a rough transition. I understand, folks. Uh, but uh, I guess we'll get the show back in the raw. Is there anything else we should say? I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like whenever I try to have these, I think, I think, we've, I think we've said. I feel like whenever I try to do these like emotional like points on our show i always feel like i'm saying stuff incorrectly like i'm I've... and if we are please tweet at us we want to get informed and we want to help as much as possible and if we are saying incorrect information please let us know so yes, we can fix it definitely that but what I, what I really what i'm trying to say is that like i whenever i say stuff like this i, I feel like i'm never like saying what i want to say because i'm just uncomfortable with saying it on the mic i guess i don't know I don't know. Do you do you feel what I'm saying? Do you pick are you picking up what I'm putting down? Yeah, yeah. I understand. But I think it's our what I think it's our stance, and we should be confident in it, no matter what it is. And our stance is: Black Lives Matter. We need to help as much as we can. Use our privilege to the advantage of the people fighting this good fight, and help them as much as possible in a nonviolent, peaceful way. Um. And that we stand with everyone in this fight. Perfect. I love that. I love it. Uh, well, let's. How do we get out of this? How do we? How do we? How do we change the tone into the fun energy that is hit the books? Um, oh man, Mikey. Uh, oof, top five. Not good enough. I'm just gonna go into it. Let's get out. I'm, I'm, let's, let's, do it. let's do what's your match one. Let's not. Let's get out of the gimmicky shit. Let's just go straight into it. Match number one. Uh, it's gonna be the Miz on his on his quest to get the Intercontinental Title. It's going to be The Miz versus Andrade with, of course, Zelina Vega in his corner. Uh, The Miz gets the win (gasps) over Andrade. Where do you go, Miz? Uh, This is, I believe, The Miz's third win in a row in three weeks. Oh. Uh, 
Um, so he is on a little bit of a hot streak here. Um, but he does win. After the match, however, Sheamus attacks The Miz. Um, oh, no. Yes, Sheamus attacks The Miz after the match. You know, remember last week when Sheamus said that he doesn't give a shit about Brock Lenzer. He wants the Intercontinental Championship. He sees The Miz is, is you know, sizing up for an IC title match. So Sheamus wants in, I guess? Sheamus wants an in instead of Miz? I don't know. We'll find out. All right. Uh, next up is a interview backstage with none other than Paulie Heyman. Paulie Dangerous. Paulie Paulie Heyman. Dangerous himself, Paul Heyman. He's, in re- being, he's being interviewed backstage about Seamus pulling himself out of the... Inter- Wait, is Paulie Dangerous technically just Paulie D? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hold on. <laughs> I mean, what, what was Paul... So is Paul... Wasn't it Paul E. Dangerously or something like that? Something like that. What was what did the E stand for? ECW. <laughs> no, because he was Paul E. Dangerous or whatever dangerously in WCW, I believe. E stands for exciting. Yeah, Paul E. Dangerously in WCW before running owning ECW was the E for extreme because extreme ACW didn't hmm. exist yet. I don't know. What did the E stand for? This is okay. I'm gonna long. <laughs> this is this is what I, these are the investigative journaling that I need to do. And what did Paul, the E stand seriously. for? Anyway, anyways, Paul Heyman being interviewed backstage about Sheamus pulling himself out of Universal Championship competition or contention. Mm-hmm. Heyman says that what Sheamus did is foolish as hell. <gasps> Heyman says that it's fine because Sheamus was on his chopping block anyway. That's that's Sheamus's decision. So whatever, yeah. Sheamus, huh? He's out. We're moving on to some new fresh blood. Uh, so, you know, next match. I'm excited about this next match, says Paul Heyman. He, it should be amazing. And next week we'll have another fatal four-way um, with some of my new top prospects to challenge and lose to Brock Lenzer. Oh, no. You know, I want to, I want to, you know, I want, I, he's like basically like Brock deserves competition. This is the whole thing. This is what the whole thing's about. Good competition. Let's see if we, if he can get it. Uh, he's already got. He's like, I already got a replacement for Sheamus, so don't you worry. Oh boy, already. Um, so I guess we'll see. Yes, that leads into the next match, however, which is going to be a tag match. A ta- I love tag matches. Ricochet and Cedric Alexander taking on LLC. Two flight crew. Sorry. Two flight crew. Yes, two flight crew. Who? who they're not officially two flight flight crew yet in my universe. Also, what happened to two flight crew? It's. I admit, they should have been two fly guys. Two fly guys. I feel like two fly guys. Yeah, either one. But what happened to two fly crew? Two fly guys sounds like such like a classic, like um, like almost like eighties WWE tag team. Two fly guys. Like, yes. What happened to them? I don't know. <laughs> like what? Like they were on. They were like they were in tag matches every week, and then they and then they like I think they lost to like. Heavy machinery or not heavy machinery? They lost to like Viking Raiders or something, and then we haven't seen them since. Did one of them test positive? What happened? Like, they, like they, they were they were there every week, and now they're not. What happened to them? What's happening, folks? They're, they 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 were two fly, and one of them flew away. <laughs> wow, sad. Yeah, Anyways, they got, Ricochet. They learned to fly too much, and they just they off. flew. <laughs> I think what you're trying to say is that they t- flew too close to the sun. Um, no, gravity forgot them. No, <laughs> pack his return. Uh, anyways, <laughs> let me get through this. Ricochet and Cedric Alexander taking on LLC. Uh, King Corbin watching this match from the back. All right, all right. Yeah. King Corbin st- stalking his prey almost. Oh no! Yeah, if you just in case you forget, last week uh, during the backstage interview of John Morrison. All right. He's not stalking his prey. He's he's uh he's weighing his options. No, weighing his options. For he was with he he like almost kind of joined LLC, right? Didn't they have like a thing? They were kind of like into each they other. Were, they were talking to each other backstage. In the, yeah, in the that's, that's what I mean. They were like they were like feeling each other out a little bit, having a conversation. True, true. But but what is why is why would LLC be fighting Ricochet and Cedric Alexander, someone that King Corbin has been fighting for the past couple weeks. Interesting. Interesting. The answer's out there, folks. It's from past episodes. Mikey might not remember. Hmm. Hmm. It appears. Hmm. Hmm, interesting. The mystery is a photo. I need to get my Sherlock Holmes cap on. Mm-hmm. 
So King Corbin watches his match from behind. Uh, LLC get the win um, over Ricochet and Cedric Alexander after the match. LLC, of course, being Bobby Lashley and Cesaro, go and try to further beat down Ricochet and Cedric, but the Usos make the save. All right, Us. Yes, so Usos make the save on uh, Ricochet and Cedric Alexander, stopping LLC, so good for them. Uh, next up is a video package between that's it's an extensive video package that's showing Seth Rollins and Edge's history. Just a reminder oh. that Edge is on our roster. <laughs> just, uh, just bringing it up. Yeah, just bringing it up. Uh, plus uh, the the stuff about New Day and Xavier Woods. Remember, uh, you know Rollins was about to like attack Xavier Woods' neck, and then Kofi made the save, so we show that. And then we have the full announcement of. Uh, the New Day versus the Disciples for the Raw Tag Team Championships at Backlash. All right. Love that. Yes. First first pay-per-view match announcement. New Day versus the Disciples. All right. I love that match. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, get ready for that, folks. Uh, and that, of course, that video package leads into the next match, which is a singles match. Big E with, of course, Woods and Kingston taking on Murphy with Rollins by his side. Big E gets the win. All right, hell yeah, Big E. Yeah, good, good, good on you, Big E. Uh, originally, Big E was going to lose, or originally it was supposed to be Woods losing here to Murphy, mm-hmm. but that that got changed due to Seth Rollins being being the winner last week instead of Kofi Kingston. Yeah, got you there. So you changed me there, and I had to adjust some stuff. But uh, I, I worked it around. I think it works better here if Big E getting the win here. Okay. Um, okay, moving right along, we got a backstage interview with Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. Morgan says that this new partnership between herself and Rhea is one for the ages. They formed because they both saw opportunity. That opportunity at getting tag team gold. In a division that is struggling, they're here to become, to become something important. And they aren't going to do it lying down. They were going to fight and fight and fight until there's no more to, more, no more give left. Rhea Ripley then comes in and says that she came to Raw for gold. Next week, they will get their first shot at it with a number one contenders match against Bianca Belair and Naomi. And when they win, dot, 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 suddenly Belair and Naomi attack Morgan Ripley from behind. Eventually, Belair throws Ripley into some equipment cases, and and Naomi rams a second equipment case onto Ripley's leg. Whoa! The two leave, and Morgan, of course, calls for a medic. Big attack from uh, Belair and Naomi. Yes, big old attack from Belair and Naomi. They have a number one contenders match next set for next week, and to potentially get a leg up, <laughs> pun not intended, <laughs> that, that, that. Uh, to get a pun not intended leg up on Morgan and Ripley, uh, you know, take out take out Ripley potentially. All right. Getting aggressive for a shot at those titles, possibly. Mm-hmm. 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 Next up, we're going to have a singles match between Keith Lee and Daniel Bryan. Ooh, I love that. You know, of course, two people that are sort of in Paul Heyman's mindset of, you know, viewpoint. Keith Lee gets the victory. Whoa. Over Another Daniel Bryan. In for Keith Lee. Another huge win. Keith Lee is simmering. You know, he's like, he's like, he's there. He can hang with the big dogs. On, the heat's on low, and it's turning up to medium. Yes. Uh, Keith Lee gets... He's going to a nice little rolling boil. Keith Lee after the match, uh, or Dan- I should say Daniel Bryan after the match, shakes Keith Lee's hand. All right. Respect. Love it. Yeah, re- respect, baby. Uh, Daniel Bryan, for the most part, I, I would largely say at this point, uh, face. Uh, kind of a face turn for Daniel Bryan. Okay. Make, to just to make it official, it'll be, become more official next week uh, in a promo next week that I already have written out. But yeah, basically, Daniel Bryan turning face here. All right. Uh, be, yeah. So much needed. Um, then we got a backstage interview with Roman Reigns. Roman says that this whole issue of Bray Wyatt is insane. Bray assuming that Roman attacked Aleister Black along with everyone else on the internet is simply untrue. Simply uh, true. Simply untrue. Uh, so Roman says that he's done some digging. Next week, I will officially clear my name. <gasps> I talked to some of the boys in the back, got the security tapes. 
and I'm going to officially clear my name in front of the WWE Universe, the roster, and apparently corporate Bray Wyatt. Detective Reigns on the case! Yes! Detective Reigns on the case. Roman is going next week, and I'll say it now, the opener of next week, Roman clears his name. Already written down, folks. Wow. I'm excited to see what Detective Roman has dug up. Yes. What do you? So, what do you think, Mikey? What do you think up of this Roman Reigns mystery? I. Who do you think? Who do you think? Do you think Aleister Black was attacked by Roman still, or do you think it could well, be someone else? I don't think he was now because I don't think Roman's going to be like I'm going to clear my name and then reveal it was himself all along. Mm-hmm. He's like, it was my evil twin brother, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Just say Poman, Poman Payne. Jesus. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like it's just like Roman with like a fake mustache. So who do you think attacked Roman then? Well, not attacked Roman, attacked Alistair. I don't know. I don't know. It's there's a lot of a lot of candidates. It could be like Sheamus already kind of cleared his name. He said he didn't do it. Uh, Roman's now saying he didn't do it. Could be uh, LLC maybe since somebody's paying them to take people out. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just writing a quick note to myself for next week. <laughs> I, I ask you every week just so I can understand how the audience is viewing this this sort of storyline. Okay, yeah, but it, the thing is, you're asking an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't say that about yourself, buddy. No, it's it's okay. I, I, I live in my truth. Um, <laughs> I'm terrible with mysteries. Uh, it's probably I'm very easy to fool. So I I have. If I, I'm sure, if I was looking at the signs of your uh, your raw, it probably would have been. I'm sure there was like it's like an ARG type little clues laying around. There, are, there are some. Are there any clues that I have sprinkled? No, I don't have any clues that I have sprinkled at anywhere. Now that I think about it, I don't. I don't think I have any clues. I just really have like just suspects. Gotcha. And I don't know. Alistair Black seems to be just have a little bad luck with that, huh? Yeah, just keep getting attacked all the time. He's, uh, he's like the Elias of now. He's, he's keep, fighting, Eli- keep fighting Elias places. <laughs> he's my Elias. <laughs> um, but this, however, uh, of course, will all lead into the main event, which is Shayna Baszler and Carmella teaming together to take on the genetic goddesses of Nia Jax and the Raw Women's Champion, Alexa Bliss. Uh, of course, if you remember last week, Mikey, uh, 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 Carmella talked to Baszler, basically saying that if they win this match tonight, they will challenge. They will both earn an opportunity to challenge Nia Jax for the women's Money in the Bank briefcase at Backlash in a triple threat match. So, big stakes on this. High one. stakes. Uh, juicy stakes on this. Yes, yeah, so thick and medium rare. Um, so the winner of this match is, of course, it's going to be Baszler and Carmella who get the win. How did they pick up the victory over the uh, the genetic goddesses? Uh, you know, they just did. Um, yeah, that's a great question. I never, I didn't write that down. Oh, you know, they just did it. They just did it. I did not write down who they pinned. Uh, it's okay. Uh, that's how most of my matches end up. Yep, they just did it. Uh, I did not write because it's it's a it's a good point of who they pinned. <laughs> was it Bliss, the Raw Women's Champion, or was it Nia Jax? Um, I'll say some sort of double team maneuver of Carmella and Baszler. You know, maybe it was like I, I'm gonna say they tap out Nia Jax, but oh, maybe not. They don't tap out Nia Jax. Pass out Nia Jax. Pass out Nia Jax. Yeah, the, Baszler's going for the chokehold, but she can't get her down. Carmella does the super kick, which knocks you know Nia Jax down a peg. Baszler is able to put in the chokehold efficiently, and they get the win. Shayna Baszler and Carmella defeat the Genetic Goddesses, which of course that means a second backlash pay per view match. It's going to be Nia Jax versus Carmella versus Shayna Baszler for the women's Money in the Brink briefcase. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should say after the after this match, as Carmella is celebrating, well, really around Baszler, not really with Baszler. Uh, Shayna Baszler locks in the clutch on Carmella, sort of laughing mani- mani- maniacally to Carmella, Bliss, and Jax. After the fact, Shayna Baszler stands tall. Dang, Shayna Baszler not taking, not even her own partner into consideration here. Well, it was just, it, it wasn't really a partnership more than just like, I need to work together so that I can win. 
Exactly. She's but the, the person helped. She had somebody help. She had somebody on her side to help her get to this. And then immediately after they win, she's like, "And you're done." Well, it's that con- it's that reminder. Baszler still the heel. Oh yeah, um, Baszler uh, cannot be trusted. No, she cannot be trusted. Do not. You can. It's hard to work with her. Yeah. Um. But Baszler, of course, you know, Carmella and Baszler get the win. So that's two backlash pay reviews set up for two weeks from now. All right. So yeah, there we go, Mikey. There it is. Back, uh, my card, my raw card. Thoughts, overall thoughts. I like it a lot. Uh, I like how the mystery is unfolding itself of what happened to Alistair Black. I like Detective Roman. Uh, I like this triple threat match you've set up for Backlash. I'm really excited to see if somebody else comes out with a Money in the Bank briefcase, which is interesting. I love matches that are for something other than a title, but still like important. Um, so Money in the Bank, a match for the briefcase is interesting. Uh, I just really like your card all around. I think it's a solid opener for sure. I like Biggie getting the win, uh, coming back to avenge Kofi from last week. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I I also just realized that Alexa Bliss, since winning the title at Raw, has not defended it once. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't defend at Money in the Bank, and she's not defending at Backlash. I can confirm now. <laughs> I just like that I'm building this. I mean, to be fair, I'm also like I had to change some ideas around because of the uh, uh, Becky Lynch pregnancy announcement. So, uh, so I had to ch- obviously mm-hmm. change some storyline stuff around. Gotcha. I think I had gotcha. I think I had planned a Baszler Nia Jax Money in the Bank briefcase match, and then also a Bliss Lynch title match. But obviously that got that got yeah, that, yeah that obviously that awesome. got canned. Um, but yeah, so that's my mm-hmm. card. Do, are you ready to? Do you want to ruin it for All me? Right. Yep, let me uh, pull up that randomizer and uh, hit you with it. Let's see what we you got. Say, folks, if you like that, if yeah. you like that card, if you like my version of Monday Night Raw this week, then you can always go to our Twitter page at HitTheBooksPod and vote there uh, on that pinned tweet that's at the top. Um, uh, you can vote. It'll say Hit the Books Season Three Episode Eight Poll. Uh, you can vote on which card you like more. So if you like that Raw card, please vote for it. I would, I would, I would highly enjoy it. Mikey, what do you got? Oof. Great. Ryan. <laughs> Nothing makes me happier than hearing an oof. Right before backlash. No. <laughs> we have a wellness policy violation. No. Using drugs no! in the raw locker room. Unbelievable. Ah. Uh, no, that's not good. Ah, uh, I'm sorry. I hate doing it to you. On the bright side, <laughs> not really a bright side, but on the bright side, it affects my entire roster. So there's potential that I could be cool. That's true. It might not be somebody on your backlash card. Yeah, let me let me count up the roster here. We got 11, we got 10, that's 21. That's all of my men. We got four. What am I at? What am I at? 21. 21 plus 4. It's 25. Does Lana and Zelina Vega count? Probably, right? Yeah, I would. I would say so. They're on your roster. They can, they can still be, even though they're not wrestling, they could still uh, violate the wellness policy. Um, let's see. We got. They are employed under WWE. These are all facts. Okay, I got 46. 46? So you want me to roll a D46 for you? Yeah, uh, roll a D46. Uh, I, the question would be for me also is like, and we ask this every once in a while, uh, maybe we should make it a discerning thing, but uh, is this wellness policy in effect? After this show or before this show? Um, do we want to flip a coin? Yes, let's flip a coin and and make whatever the coin flip is. I think that's what it's gonna be moving forward. Okay, so we want to say we'll say heads is before, tails is after. Sure. Flip thing. Thank you, Google. Comes up heads, so before this show. Great. <laughs> I'm sorry. Exciting. <laughs> <Rough>. <laughs> right. Great. Love it. <laughs> Perfect. What I wanted. I am now rolling a D46. I got 38. 38? 38. Okay. Uh, 46, 45 is Lashley Cesaro. Uh, I'm doing it backward. You said 38? 38. Uh, Indeed. I'm not going to do it backwards. I'm going to lose my mind if I did that. 21. Uh, 21 plus 12 here. That's 33. So 38... 34, 35, 36, that's New Day. 37, 38 is the Usos. Yikes. 
one of the one of the uses. Flip another coin. Heads for Jimmy Tails. Uh, yeah. Uh, damn it. Damn. Shit. <laughs> oh no, that ruins so much for me. Tails, it's Jay. <laughs> Shit. Oh. oh no. <laughs> Oh no, I didn't think it was going to be this bad. It's so bad! <laughs> oh no. How? Okay, hold on. So, going from June 1st, what's 30... Can you look up what's 30 days after June 1st? 30 days? It's June 31st, obviously. <laughs> but of course. <laughs> I'm, I'm the fool. Uh, so what, July 2nd then? July, July 1st? July 1st, yeah. First. Okay. Who you say was it? Jay Uso? Yeah, it's uh, Jay Uso. Oh, come on, Jay. Jay Uso comes back July 1st. Okay, let's see. How bad does this screw me? Um, I'm just quickly going over my cards and just Okay, well first off, I have to adjust things, so I'll just try to adjust things while you're going over your card. Because obviously the Usos cannot go out and uh, say make the save against LLC. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to have to adjust that. Um. Uh. Who ban? <laughs> man, oh man. Who, who makes the save is the important. Here's the here's the new important. Uh, yeah, my question line. is who makes the save or who doesn't make a save at all? <laughs> so he's missing. They're missing this week, next week's show, which is the go home show. Backlash, and then two episodes after backlash. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, I don't have any plans for them at Backlash. You know, that's not too bad. I can I can deal with that. It's I okay. It sucks. I have to adjust some things. I straight up lost the match next week. Yikes! Next week was going to be LLC versus the Usos. That match is straight up gone. I'm sorry. Um, and I have to fix that. I never meant for it to be this no, bad. I love it. No, I love it. Uh, go for the jugular. Um, yeah, so that sucks. Uh, but however, besides that, besides losing this post-match angle and a match next week, I don't have any more plans for them until Extreme Rules. Okay, wait till he'll be back. Then. Yeah, I mean they'll he'll be back, like you said, July first. Extreme Rules not till July nineteenth. So I have time. Yeah, I I have time for, to use them and like enough time to build with them okay so not so bad no i'm not and it's fine and and he'll be fine by time i really need to use him (laughs) all right so teaser i guess for the future but i have to adjust some things so while i'm adjusting some things mikey what's happening over at smackdown all right it's time for smackdown the blue brand it went from monday to friday in a matter of seconds so on smackdown braun Strowman opens up the show he storms to the ring and he is pissed about what happened last week Braun begins, Randy, get out here right now and face me. Don't be a coward. Come get these hands. Braun waits for a minute to no response. And as he's about to start talking again, GM Page makes her way to the ring uh, and says, look, Braun, unfortunately, Randy isn't here tonight. He had some personal business to attend to. Uh, Braun is pissed, uh, and he looks incredibly, incredibly angry. Page says, however, he did give me a message to give you in his absence. He says that at Backlash, you can have a shot at his Universal title on one condition. Braun interjects and says, Paige, you know me. The monster among men doesn't care about any conditions. Anything I can do to get the shot at that title, I'll do. Do you see this hair? No conditioner. (laughs) Paige says, Braun, you can have a chance at the Universal title at Backlash if and only if you can beat the demon Finn Balor in a match next week on SmackDown. Braun cuts Paige off again and says, bring it on. That demon has some answering to do. Paige says, you didn't let me finish. You must beat the demon one-on-one in a steel cage match. Wow. Braun gets a little more serious and says, even better. Now that little demon has nowhere to run from me. And Braun leaves. Wow. That's a... Wow. Ooh. Chef's kiss. 
So next week on the Go Home Show, we have Braun Strowman versus Finn, the Demon Finn Balor in a steel cage match. And if Braun can pull out the victory, he gets a shot at Randy Orton's title at Backlash. Wow, that's huge. That's a, that's a huge time matchup. Last oh, time yeah. Finn Balor was in a steel cage match, he won the WWE Championship. Oh, yeah. So, and now he's the demon? And now oh, he's man. the demon. He's that, was, that was him as a normal dude. <laughs> that's right. huge. Next up. Next up, match one after the huge announcement, we have a tag team match between Undisputed Era, which is Fish and O'Reilly, versus Ziggler and Rude. A nice heel versus heel tag team match. Uh, and in the heel versus heel tag team match, there's going to be some heel shenanigans when Roger Strong comes out and distracts the referee when uh, Zig- when Ziggler goes for the pin, which allows Fish and O'Reilly to get the upper hand and hit the high-low and win the match. Okay. So Undisputed Era, Fish and O'Reilly come out on top. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Who who next who up? Are tag team champions. Sorry, heavy machinery. Uh, heavy machinery. Okay, okay. Next up, we have a backstage interview with Candice LeRae about her match with Ruby Riot tonight. LeRae says, "Look, I know that Ruby is going to try to pull everything she can to get the win and move on in this tournament. She might even enlist the help of her cronies in Undisputed Era. So I know I'm going to have to overcome massive odds to win. But being the underdog isn't a new isn't a new ground for me, and I'm ready to face the odds and come out on top." Candice LeRae with a nice uh, face promo just to promote her match coming up next, actually. Okay. I like it. So, which leads, like I said, which leads to our next match of Candice LeRae versus Ruby Riot in the semifinals of the tournament. I forgot. I forgot your semifinal matches were this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the semifinals of the tournament, we have Candice LeRae versus Ruby Riot. Oh, shit. <laughs> and to start off this match, Adam Cole comes to the ring with Ruby Riot, but Ruby says, you know what, Adam? I got this. And tells Cole to head to the back. Cole is hesitant at first, but eventually he obliges, which leaves Ruby Riot versus Candice LeRae one-on-one, no one on their sides. Just them, just the two of them. No seconds. No seconds. In this match, in the semifinal match, moving on to the finals, is Ruby Riot when she pins Candice LeRae by putting her feet on the ropes. Leverage and getting a dirty win over Candice LeRae. To move on to the finals next week. I'm so terrified of these vote <laughs> these polls now. I totally forgot your semifinals were this week, and now I'm so scared. <laughs> oh man, Ruby Riot getting the win over Candice. Nice choice. Yes. I like it. Uh, push Ruby Riot a little more. Show her that uh, show, showing that uh, her joining on Disputed Era might not have been a terrible idea, and that it is getting results. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Next up, we have a very interesting video package. We have Sami Zayn sitting at a table with the. Money in the Bank briefcase on it. Being Mr. Money in the Bank is an awesome feeling. Just knowing I get to strike whenever I want for any title I want is almost a little overwhelming. You know, I have no idea to choose. He reaches in his pocket and he pulls out a smaller case and he opens it and reveals that there's darts inside. And then he turns around to a wall and it has portraits of all the champions of WWE on it. He says, maybe I'll just close my eyes and throw a dart and see where it lands. So Sammy puts a hand over his eyes, takes a dart out, and he chucks it at the wall. And he opens his eyes, and he has a big smile on his face. He looks delighted, and he says, well, I guess my choice is made. And then the camera cuts before we get to see who he hit with the dart. Interesting. Interesting promo. Interesting. Very interesting. Um... Sammy just making sure, putting everybody on notice that he still has that money in the bank briefcase. He is not backing down. He has any. He has a shot at any champion, so everyone better be on. You're watch. really teasing Sammy Zayn intimate title uh, cash in. Yeah. Did I say intimate? Did I say intimate? I- imminent. There it is. Imminent. Intimate. Yes. It, he's, int- gonna cash, he's gonna cash it in with love. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna cash in to have a live sex celebration with Randy Orton. <laughs> I was gonna say a romantic evening, but okay. <laughs> but they, sex could be romantic. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the. I said a whole story about Smash Mouth earlier, but that line is probably the worst thing I've ever said on the show. <laughs> sex can't be romantic. It's... I mean, it can. It can't. It can be. <laughs> but that like implies that like sex sometimes isn't. Oh man, 
Oh, geez. Sometimes it's just, you know, sometimes it's just getting through. Anyway, next up. <laughs> oh, I'm digging and- a horse. I really hope Jesse doesn't and hear this. this video package. Uh, <laughs> Please vote for Raw this week. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm 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 canceled. I'm gonna cancel myself before people cancel me. Yeah, right. I think it's only fair. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. After this video package, we have a match between Mustafa Ali and Roger Strong, in which Mustafa Ali gets the victory, showing undisputed era is it totally invulnerable. Yes, but not only that, also showing up one nation a little bit i know their feud's kind of over but yeah just being like i'm not you know i'm not some i'm not someone to mess yeah. with stop ali coming back it's been a while since he's been in a match where he's uh he came out on top so mustafa mm-hmm. ali getting a nice big victory here over roger strong yeah i like it I next like up it. we have a backstage segment again inter- uh but this time it is interviewing sasha banks about her match uh her semifinal match tonight against bait her former tag team partner bailey Sasha says, look, Bailey is nothing but a pushover. This match is basically just a formality for me. I'm going to steamroll my way right through Bailey and right through Ruby to get a shot at that title. There's nothing more important to me right now than beating Asuka. And Sasha leaves. Okay. Okay. I like it. Next up, we have a match, uh, which is Matt Riddle taking on Kevin Owens. In a nice, in a nice uh, face versus face match, I think I think this match would be awesome to watch, and these two would put out a great show. So why not? Unfortunately, however, it ends <gasps> a draw when Samoa Joe interferes and takes out Riddle and Owens with a steel chair. Poof. He knocks after he takes them both out. He knocks Owens out of the ring and goes back after Riddle. He's hitting them and hitting them, and then he does something a little more sinister. He takes the the knee that he got need with a couple weeks a couple weeks ago puts it in the steel chair folds it up in the steel chair climbs up to the second rope and jumps onto the chair slamming riddle's knee in the chair he gets in riddle's face and says welcome to smackdown bro and joe leaves as medical staff rush to rush to check on riddle and see uh if he's all right okay which leads which leads to the next segment after coming back from commercial. We go backstage to Matt Riddle in the trainer's office, and the doctors and medical staff are checking on his knee. We get an interview with one of the doctors checking on Riddle about his match at Backlash. We aren't sure exact the, the exact injury Matt Riddle has suffered yet. We don't know the extent of it. We need to do some more testing to see if he'll be in shape to compete in two weeks. Once we know, you'll know, and updates will be given as necessary. Okay. Yeah, so... We had a big match between Matt Riddle and Kevin Owens, which gets interrupted by Samoa Joe, leading to a draw, and Samoa Joe crushing Matt Riddle's knee in a chair. Oh, I like leaving, it. Leaving Matt Riddle's uni- uh, United States title shot in question. So the match is not yet confirmed? Well, it, it, I think it was. Like, it was like kind of like one of those like announced on Twitter things. Like, it wasn't like a big announcement, but like it, it, the build was there. Okay. Uh, so I think it was like yes. one of those announced on Twitter things that they just kind of threw out, but now it's kind of in the air because we don't know about if Matt Riddle is going to be in shape to compete. Okay, United States of Bro America, will it happen? All right, and finally, we have our main event, our semi, our second semifinal match this week: Bailey versus Sasha Banks, to see who goes to the finals for the SmackDown Women's Title shot. And in the end, mm-hmm. <laughs> Banks on free TV, pay per view level match. Banks versus Banks. You love to see it, folks. Big oh, swing. Yeah. Big, this is the match of the up up the ratings, baby. And moving on to the finals next week against Ruby Riot is Bailey. Oh, victory over Sasha Banks. Wow, Sasha. I think Sasha may have over Sasha underestimated Bailey a little bit coming into this match, and Bailey took advantage. Bailey showed that she is not a pushover. She she beat Charlotte Flair last week. She's not a pushover, obviously. Holy shit, you're right. <laughs> she beat Charlotte Flair and then Sasha Banks. Holy shit. Yeah, Bailey's not a put Bailey. Bailey showing up and getting the victory and going on to the finals of the number one contender tournament against Ruby Riot next week in our go home show. 
I like it. And then, and then you know, Asuka's facing whoever wins that match mm-hmm. at Backlash. Holy yep. shit. That's, oh, man. And that is SmackDown this week. Wow. Big stacked card. You, 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 I remember you saying that this was a little bit of a building show, but still, you had Banks and Bailey, Riot and Candice LeRae, mm-hmm. Kevin, Owens, Kevin Owens and Matt Riddle. Like you just had some killer matches on there. I got a killer. I got listen. I got, I'm not gonna lie. I got a killer roster, and I'm excited to use everybody. That's fair. Uh, speaking of, I added uh, because he's technically back. I added Drake Maverick back to your roster. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Speaking of speaking of killer rosters, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. No, I like it. Uh, I like your card. Uh, I'm just gonna look at it real quickly, um, just to pull some stuff. I really liked. I for some reason I like the idea of Fish and O'Reilly versus Ziggler and Rude. Like, there's just something about that I'm like, like, there's something interesting about that tandem of people. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that that would be a good match. Uh, Ryan Candice Ray, Bailey Banks already said pretty good. Riddle and Owens, good. I love the draw. I love the draw. You love, you know, I love me some draws. And Ali, you know, Ali mm-hmm. getting the win. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, getting the win over Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong's coming back from an injury, so him not winning also kind of makes sense in a way. Yeah, he, he may not be 100% yet. You know, he's coming back real quick from an injury. Uh, he only There's only a one-week injury, but you don't know how bad it is. So, yeah, he can still be hurting from that. Also, one of my favorite – one of my new favorite things I've realized, like one of my little, like, uh, delights in uh, booking the card mm-hmm. is those little random non-build matches I have in there every week. Yes, other, every week other, you usually I, have just like a... there's like one match. It, I, I always have, I always get one match in there that that has nothing to do with any build I have going, just showing off some superstars on my roster, and I love those matches. Like last week we had Kevin Owens, yeah. Gulak. The week before that was Pete Dunne, Adam Cole. Like we got some nice, some nice matches here and there, you know. Yeah, I, I like, I like that. I like that style of booking because it, it doesn't hit you. You know, unlike my <laughs> show that's wrapped with mysteries. But it, it is also good, like com- uh, comparison. Like uh, SmackDown isn't gonna like you're you're not hitting people completely over the head of like dense story, like my murder mysteries. Mm-hmm. But it, sometimes people just want to see a good wrestling match, man. Exactly, and that, that that exactly that's what I'm trying to say is that like you are presenting good potential. Obviously, we don't actually know, but potential really good wrestling matches between these you know however many competitors. Uh, and also, I want to commend you. You also like. Have, for the past several weeks, have had women in your main events. Hell yeah, man! Uh, I think one, two was this one, two, three, uh, four, five. Out of the eight shows we've done, five of eight of them had women in the main events. Because I have a really good women's roster. Like <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you, like it's like it's like highlighting, it's like highlighting your strengths, man. I have a really good women's roster, and all of my women are great. So put them in the main event, and also it's just get them, get them a better spot. Like, like I hate, I hate when it's just like one women's. I always, I always hated that it was always like one women's match in the whole two hours of SmackDown. It's like you have so many good women's roster members. Like use them, let them run. Yeah. So I've been trying to let the women. I, I'm not trying to sound like, uh, like someone who's like trying to be like, oh yeah, I'm so I'm the best because I let the women wrestle. Like no, no, you're you're trying not to virtue signal. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. I just think they deserve a little more time, so I'm giving them a little more time. Yeah, no, I mean I agree, and you like you said the, um. Yeah, you're not you're not trying to virtue signal by saying like you are trying to oh I, look at me because I'm having the the best women's roster or whatever. No, it's like you generally have a solid women's roster. You have Oscar, Flair, Bailey, Banks, Candice LeRae, Rue Riot. You have a stacked women's roster, exactly. so why not use them? Yeah, I like it. Where I, whereas my women's roster is is growing. <laughs> it's like I have there's Becky Lynch gone. I'm sort of like ah huh, shit. <laughs> Uh, I gotta figure some stuff out, um, but no, I like it, and you know, I I, I commend you for that, obviously. Um, yeah, I like it. Uh, you know, I like it. Uh, like I said, very good card. You know, uh, do you anything to say to your audience? Anything you have to say to convince people to vote for your card? Hey guys, uh, send SmackDown that vote this week. Send the blue brand this vote. Uh, we would really appreciate it. Uh, the team over here on SmackDown would really appreciate it. Um, 
the team of me, the team of me and my laptop over here on SmackDown would appreciate it. Uh, mm. And all of my roster members would def- with all of my roster members would appreciate it. So uh, send us that send us that that vote this week in the polls. And of course, uh, if you want uh, an actual leader, vote for Raw. Oh dang! Uh, we, you know, we don't want you know. If you want actual good booking, then you know, vote for Raw. Whoa! Uh, oh, God. I'm trying to add some spice. Uh, uh, we want actual good booking. Vote for Raw. You know, we don't want if you, if SmackDown wins, it's going to be tied up four four. You know, you know, as a Raw viewer, you don't want that. Let's finish this comeback, baby. Excuse me, I, I have the floor, sir. Uh, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to, we want to quell the comeback here. So you know, let Raw win again, um, as it should. Uh, before you know, we head into backlash and then just take more of your roster members. I mean, feel bad for me. Oh, I should say what happened. What the change was. Uh, after that match, instead of the Usos, Shorty G runs in with a steel chair. I kind of like that. Yeah, Shorty G instead. I'm into Shorty G coming in to get the save. Yeah, I wasn't planning on using Shorty G. I actually, I had an idea of Shorty G, and I might, I it introduces him a little bit, and then I could adjust things. But I, it's like I was looking at my face roster list, and I was like, well, the only other people that are available are Shorty G. R Truth, Edge, which no, I feel like that'd be weird. Um, Alistair Black, who was kayfabed out. Um, Elias, and that's it. <laughs> so I was just like, well, who makes the most sense here? Who can I use? Yeah, best and so here? I, you know, I just let Shorty G come in and come in. If it's, I felt like also him coming in, not just by himself, but with a steel chair. You know, taking out, you know, because he's coming in. He's running a the great, the great equalizer. He's coming in against Bobby Lashley and Cesaro, two guys that are giants compared to him. He, I mean, oh, yeah. no offense to his shorty G nature, I guess. But, uh, yeah, so I did that. So that's what I hit. Um, yeah, so like we said, if you need, if you, if you would like to vote on the winner, you can go to our Twitter at HitTheBooksPod uh, and vote on the pinned tweet at the top of the page uh, and vote for Raw or SmackDown. Mikey, what else could I do? Uh, you could go to our YouTube channel and check out all of the content over there, which we have some, uh, we have the video versions of our podcasts. We have our, our 2k outcomes, uh, which we have a few of by now, which are really, really fun and really, really great. And I really love doing that. And now you can go visit our website, hdbpod.com where we will be posting all of our, where you can find the whole part, podcast archive. You can find information about us. You can find uh, our all, all of our title history. It's a great new website that we have uh, that puts it all together. Yeah, a uh, huge announcement coming from the Hit Books Podcast Network thing. We, we got we got shows. <laughs> uh, yeah, we uh, got shows. <laughs> hit the books. We got shows. Um, uh, big news. Yeah, we got we finally got a website after so long. We finally got a website. After almost two years. Yeah, we finally got a website together. HTB Pod. That is HTB Pod, folks. Head over there now. Uh, it should be live by the time you're listening to this. Um, so go check it out there. Um, you know, like Mikey said, you know, we have the full archive of every, literally every single card of, of SmackDown, of pay per views, of this mixture of Raw and SmackDown. All of those things are in the archive. With some additional bonus stuff that I put together, um, you know, we got a bunch of stuff in there. Uh, so I, I highly recommend. There's always there's going to be more things, obviously, uh, eventually coming down the line. Um, so yeah, go check it out. Uh, other things you can check out. I already, we already said uh, subscribe to the podcast if you if you so choose. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it if you do. Uh, and we'd also love it if you gave us a review. If you went to iTunes and left a review, um, you know that obviously helps us out a lot. Uh, just that small, simple thing you can do helps us out a lot, and we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, you know, there's, we, like we said, we got shows, so you can also listen to Wrestling of Statistics, which comes out every Monday. Shows? Yeah. We, shows? We got them. Uh, it shows. Shows? Got Is it good? It shows. Uh, <laughs> terrible. Um, but yeah, no, we also have Wrestling of Statistics that comes out every Monday. That's a show that I do with uh, Craig Leesk from Pro Wrestling Musings, who's uh, on, on Twitter, of course. Uh, where we go over st- statistics, analyst- analytics, uh, so, you know, certain choice matches. Typically, it's AEW, um, but uh, because you know that's where the most data we have on stuff. But we've been doing, Mikey, we've been doing some cool stuff on that show. Um, the, for the past couple of episodes, we have been looking at 
whether or not doing certain moves in AEW will more likely give you a victory. Okay. So, so what I mean by that, is, so what I mean by that is like, so Craig obviously has all this data of like the number of strikes that Cody has done in matches and and all et cetera, et cetera, strike you know grapples and whatnot going all the way down. Um, and so we've been looking at it, and basically what we found so far is that uh, the number of strikes you do in a match does won't necessarily give you a victory. If but if you but if you do a strike down, which is like hitting someone so hard that they fall, the more strike downs you do in a match, the more likely you would win. Um, we also have that same sort of idea with in terms of grapples. Not as powerful as strike downs, but the more grapples you do in a match, you know, slams or whatnot, the more likely you'd win a match. So we've been slowly trying to trying to go through and figure out like what is most likely if you were a wrestler and wanted to win easily win a match, what moves should you do to most likely win it? You can sell your services to indie wrestlers who are struggling. Exactly, exactly. And that's and that's our plan. <laughs> and that's our ultimate plan. Um is to sell out. <laughs> to sell out. Um no, uh no, so I would highly recommend what listening to wrestling statistics every Monday if you in, if you're interested in that sort of idea. Um so again, thank you everybody for li- listening to this week's episode of Hit the Books. Uh, again, thank you so much. Again, I should say at the top of the show, like we said, uh, uh, there's plenty of places to donate uh, in regards to the Black Lives Matter. We highly recommend doing that. You know, just a simple Google search will find some stuff. Uh, any sort of bail funds will obviously be the the big key thing. Um, yeah. Anything else, Mikey? Uh, I think that wraps it up. I think you said it so eloquently. Yeah. Thank you. Um, okay. Well, then let's wrap it up here. Uh, with with that all left to do, we'll see you all next week. Um, we've got two words for you. Book it. This has been a Countout Podcast.